they start this, this sorry <laughs> my god you too <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 3136.22.12. Welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief jaw leap from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I am your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me, as always, is the ambassador who is constantly venting drive plasma, Danae Hughes. Gross. <laughs> I'm not going to specify what that means. And he'll chase us round Perdition's Flame and the moons of Nivea. It's Ambassador Commodore Aaron Dyser. <laughs> ambassador Commodore. Oh my god, is he outrageous? Oh, Listen, listen, guys. You know, you can be a regular ambassador, or you could be an ambassador commodore. I mean, come on now, let's go. So I don't feel well, guys. (laughs) I I think I managed to catch something from Danae cross Atlantic, across the the Atlantic. Listen, I, I apparently am leaking plasma everywhere as well. Yeah. Yep. Venting drive plasma all over the shop. How Mm -hmm. how are you guys doing? Not good, apparently. (laughs) That's not good. He's been promoted. Don't you understand? Like, isn't that right? Isn't don't understand correctly? Plasma is not that you need it in a ship. Yeah. You know, definitely. And, so le- and, and it and in and your blood. So yes. I mean, human. You yeah. literally just titled me something that I'm like dying. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Enterprise is always Great. when it's in a battle Listen, and like the nacelles get it's hit. Just, it does happen. It's just he's a guy. He doesn't want to say you're on your period. He has euphemisms. Oh, no. Like you know, it's I'm, guys are like oh, that. No. So. I thought that was a core breach. <laughs> All right. Well, now here we go. Um. Let's talk about no, my last not. week. I nearly <laughs> yeah. broke my toe. Uh-huh. I was on my uh-huh. period, uh-huh. and yeah, I got COVID yeah. all at the same time. Nicely done today. So I guess well maybe done. the title makes sense. All right, fine. Doctor and Benga <laughs> wouldn't even come near you. He was just like, just put her in the transporter buffer, wait until a week has passed, and then bring her back out. <laughs> what is is he operating on like Exodus rules? Yes. Like, <laughs> woman's on her period. Put her in a like a cabin for two just, weeks. Yeah, that's it. Just put her in a box. Wow. Until you, her box is better. You think that you've isolated me. I think you've isolated yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's quite likely. It's quite likely. Okay, well, we are actually here to talk about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, not, oh. not venting drive plasma. Um, so this week's episode, uh, episode six, is called um, Lift Us Where Suffering Can't Reach, which is such like... Oh. An original series classic title. Like they would. It's like a Shakespearean title. They would do tons of Shakespearean stuff, like beyond the realm of esophagus or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> just, a, just another euphemism for vomiting. Yes. That's all. It's just, he's just got them all today. But they would. It, it was like, um, like Last of Apollo's Children, or they would always do like these uh-huh. really outlandish titles. So I love Very it. Very elaborate. Um, very elaborate yeah. that's it well um, i i like that because i've been suffering for the last week so i'm like yes please lift me oh, up this was titled for you wasn't it uh, well i'm nervous to say that because consistently this show will tell you its title and you think you know what it means and then it does something unexpected so i don't want to be like yeah this is my episode and then we oh, go no. in and it's just <laughs> shit it's just you- about like <laughs> killing orphans and stuff <laughs> I don't know what to expect. Uh, I am nervous though because I've loved every episode so much. So I'm just mm, waiting for the axe to fall and just to eventually. But the great thing is, even if it is a bit lukewarm, it's episodic. Like next week mm-hmm, could yeah. be exactly. great. Like yeah. this doesn't yeah. have the pressure of having to tie into anything overarching. 
Um, we're officially halfway, right? We Isn't are. Isn't it 10, 10 episodes yeah, 10 season? Episodes. And we've seen five. We have. So, yeah. so super duper strong first half of the season. Um, I will say that Lieutenant Ortegas, the, the actor that plays them, is the best follow on Twitter I can recommend. Like, she is enjoying every second nice. of being on the Enterprise and being in Star Trek. Um, she, That's fine. She just tweeted yesterday that she went to see Maverick and got recognized as Lieutenant Ortegas. And she was like, I couldn't keep my cool. It was the best thing in the world. I love it so much. And I was like, oh, nice. that's so that's so sweet. <laughs> it's nice to have like actors that feel the weight of what they're doing and still mm-hmm. deliver. Yeah. I've been following them on Twitter too. It's been so much fun to see. Um, I think stay uh, oh, who plays who plays for the first officer? What's her name? The the actress? Actor? Um, um, uh, yep. um Oh no! I almost Rebecca, said Rebecca. Rebecca, Rebecca. So Romain. I almost, yeah. I almost said Stamos, but that was when she was yeah. married. To, anyway, um, she still goes by Romaine does Stamos, she? doesn't she? Maybe anyway. not. No, I, I thought I, it was just Romaine. She, okay, it okay, used to be Rebecca, Rebecca that she Romain. kept it all because I remember her name. I don't know why. She's mm-hmm. just one of yeah. the ones that I remember her whole the whole thing. But anyhow, uh, she's really fun as well, mm. and does a lot of retweets. And then there's this thing about um, Pike's hair going on where. Yes. Pike's people mm-hmm. are trying <laughs> they're trying to get the same hairdo and um, I'm working on it. <laughs> the fan base is just really fun for this one. I, I genuinely feel like there was an episode the the episode where we uh her alien nature was revealed for mm. the first officer. Um I feel like if we clipped out if I clipped out my reaction to her and my mm. like crazy fan based and sent it to her, she would listen to it. And be excited about it too. That's what that's the vibe I'm getting from this yeah. crew, the actors mm-hmm. behind the crew on Twitter. It seems and super it's interactive. Really yeah, yeah, and it's really so pumped fun. as well. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the sci-fi world, other franchises are having to release, you know, things about their fans about quit being racist towards the people oh, we put it's in our shows. Insane. <laughs> Star Wars were looking yeah. at you. Like it oh is God. unreal. Just calling um, them out like that. To be fair though, yeah. there was some there was some similar stuff with Star Trek and Ahura. Um was there? and it's just it's not it's not a coincidence that Michael Burnham, Ahura, those characters are the mm. ones that are coming under fire. Like it is insecure. Yeah. 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 Grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> Yeah, there we do. Grumble, grumble. Right, with that, we will see you guys for a full debrief and ten forward after we have finally watched episode six of Strange New Worlds. Two to beam to the other. Oh no, bye, Aaron. <laughs> hey, listen, I got promoted. I'm not the okay. one getting left behind oh, no, here. It's me. It's me. <laughs> I'm definitely going. It's whoever, which one of you two can race to the the transporter pad first. first. Yeah. yeah, I'm unwell. Yeah. I'll just see you guys yeah. in hell. <laughs> Welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we grab a beverage or something from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode. We just watched together. Most important question first, Commodore, what are you getting from the replicator? I'm sorry, you didn't say Com- Commodore Ambassador. I'm, this is oh, my, sorry. This is Am- my... Ambassador Commodore. <laughs> what are you having from... There we... My deepest, most sincerest apologies. Uh, I am going to have a, um, a tea with three lumps. Nice. Specify three lumps of sugar. Correct. Because yes. I yes. can give you three lumps and the tea will help that heal. Yes, true. Um, and then now that all of your plasma has been vented, <laughs> Ambassador, what would you like? Something with iron in it? <laughs> Listen, 
after today's episode, <laughs> I don't think I want to take anything from the transporter for a while. Like, N what if uh -huh. there's little bits of child in it? So, right. How, like, man, when I said what you were just like, yeah, no, I, I don't know if I want to claim this as my episode. And I was like, yeah. What if they start killing orphans? <laughs> I didn't realize how on the nose I was going to be. We Wait, did you literally say killing orphans? Yes. I said killing orphans. Wow. <laughs> I said, knowing our luck, it'll end up being about that. Yeah, amazing. and we were like chatting about like being triggered by kids stuff mm -hmm, earlier. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So uh -huh. we tend to have this very strange thing happen it's on the show. connection. Which I, I kind of adore. Yeah, we're like psychically linked it to what we're about to often. watch. It really does. And if you're paying attention, we talk about it regularly. We talk about something and it happens on the show every mm -hmm. week. It's a little eerie. It's a so. little bit eerie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of eerie, um, this Spock? week's episode. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> wow. That's racist. <laughs> I thought that was a transition. I'm sorry. I apologize. Speaking of. Speaking of Spock, um, the crew of the Enterprise are forced to intervene as a shuttle in the Magellan system, um, which they are revisiting because of reasons, um, is attacked by a mysterious vessel. Pike interacts with an old flame, but a deep and dark mystery is at the foundation of this very xenophobic species. Overall thoughts and feelings, Danae? Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I'm not going to say fuck this episode. Oh. In, in a bad way. I'll just okay. say in a good fuck way. This episode <laughs> lightly. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, I think this episode overall um, was okay for me, but it's definitely not. It it wasn't like hitting on a lot of the levels that it usually hits for me. Um, and I don't. I don't think I'm surprised based on kind of the storyline and what was going on. And also, again, I'm unwell. So it's been strange. It's it's strange, like watching. Oh, you really have lost your taste. I'm, I'm, I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching the show, and I'm just like, yeah, I think I'd rather be sleeping right now. <laughs> and that's not a good sign. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, Commodore, uh, fork this episode. Uh, oh. I, I, this is this was a terrible episode of television. I was so. I was so bored. I like yeah. uh, there was mm -hmm. nothing interesting about this episode in my uh, opinion. So yeah, I I got bored pretty fast, and it never managed mm. to to capture me. And there are a lot of reasons why that we will go into, but that's the the yeah the mm. the broad of it is yeah. Mm, that's interesting. I'm somewhere above you guys, but not super hot on it. Um, like I kind of kind of accept this episode as one of the. Mid-season, middle-of-the-run episodes that almost a filler, which, as we've said before, when you have a 26-season-long series, I can kind of understand. When you only have 10 episodes, it seems a bit weird to me that you need a filler. Um, it, it, definitely ha it definitely has a, a message and something that it's trying to put forward, but what, it just didn't... kill children? Like, what is yeah, it? essentially. <laughs> Thanks. Needs the many. I'll, I'll write Needs that in many. my diary. <laughs> Needs the many. Um, but, yeah, it, there was some stuff I really liked about it. Um, I'd much rather this than, than last week's episode. <laughs> but I totally respect where you guys are coming from. Oh, I um, will Dana, take... you're bursting. You prefer this yeah. to last week's episode? Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Are you averse ah. to fun? Like, what is your yes. problem? No, I'm adverse to cheesy, and I ended up. So when I re-listened to last week's episode, I I ended up liking 
it sounds like I ended up liking it. And I did. I, I did end up liking last week's episode. But it was so fluffy. Like, I just didn't like it. This, at least, is dealing with, like, a hardcore Star Trek moral dilemma. And it is, is it a moral dilemma. Is it, though? Oh, so you're happy to sentence billions to die over one kid. Like, I'm just saying, needs it's not great. It's not a good choice. No, no, no. But I'm until saying, you can find an alternative, fluffy. I feel like this is ju- yeah. just as shallow. No, I don't think you can call and... it fluffy. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I don't no, think no, you can no. Call I, it I, I think I, I think I'm understanding where Ian's coming from, but I do, I do want to say, I feel like this episode, like this one, to me, is the writers going, okay, we want to introduce some kind of a way for the doctor to have a potential cure for his daughter. So we're going to weave that into the storytelling somehow. Because like to your point, Ian, yeah, if we were doing 26 episodes, you're going to have these kind of filler feelings. But here we have an intentional 10 episode run. And so everything they're doing, even though it's episodic, mm. has a purpose. And and even though they're not trying to you know, weave everything together in this like one mystery for the season like Picard did, they're still going to want to enhance uh, everyone's character. We talked about it last week, actually, you know, who was the weakest person? And we were for me, it was the doctor. And for Aaron, it was the doctor. And I remember, I don't know if I said it out loud, but I remember thinking like they're going to probably continue to cycle through the cast and give them the story arcs that they need. And I obviously they're not just going to introduce this, his child needing care and then never touch on it again for the entire season. Yeah. So I think this was the writer's attempt to kind of go. How can we introduce a potential cure, not necessarily solve everything, but breathe life back into that storyline, which is important because people are going to be wondering about the kid and the transporter. And then they did something that you probably are more familiar with, Ian, than anyone uh, on the show specifically. I mean, the listeners. <laughs> listen, we're not, we're not, we don't make any I'm assumptions about my, what you guys know. <laughs> track penis up against anyone else's track member. <laughs> um, but the idea that it's like that that big theme of okay so there's the society doing something that's really fucked up and then she even posits the the lady she even posits she's like well you guys have your own shit too right and just that moral dilemma and doing kind of something old school this one had a lot of old school vibes and feels to it that was really uh interesting but yeah i, I don't it still felt really slow paced and and i didn't i didn't enjoy I particularly, I I wish that they would have written a different way for us to have some technology for his kid rather than going to a society that sacrifices a child like in a really horrible way. Here's here's my issue with why why it's boring and why it's shallow. Because there is nothing in this uh, episode that gives us any evidence whatsoever of why they need to do the sacrifice. They just tell us we need to do it. And they plug it into a machine and say the oceans oceans of lava will rise. Okay, fine, whatever. But if you're really going to give me like a moral dilemma, I have to be able to feel both sides of that moral dilemma. I only felt the side of you're killing a child. There is nothing in this, this episode that gives me enough of a like other side of that dilemma to have any kind of, you know, tug of war. I mean, they do say that they don't understand how the machine works. They just know that their ancestors built it. Right. And <laughs> that is how it is. So, so that's it nothing. is kind of like, it's kind of like the button from Lost. It's like, do I have to keep pressing the button? Or yeah. am I just doing it right. because I've been told that I exactly. have to keep pressing it? Right. But they are actively trying to find an alternate. They've just said they don't have a power source that is, that's why they were at the Pulsar. They were trying to find an alternate but, means. But we're basing this all on 
just really general statements from people. Like there's there's yeah. re- like mm. I can't feel Yeah, there's not a lot of specifics. Yeah, I get that. Like, yeah. like, oh, I right. get it now. Wow, what a conundrum. Like that I just right. never Why can't that. you evacuate? Like why can't <laughs> right, you all yeah. just leave the planet <laughs> and move elsewhere <laughs> yeah. instead of killing a child every ten years? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm I super with you. And I, I wanted it. to spend time in that conversation too. Like I was thinking, okay, so if they join the Federation, what if even though they're a lesser technology in some ways, that they have an idea that ends up working? So what if there's a conversation there, but they just kind of leave it? Not only did we lose the kid twice, mm. by the way. Yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah. Let's just for the record, go on, go on record here and say, when you show me a ship blowing up with a kid in it so that you can prepare me for his eventual worst death, that doesn't, it's not helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucked up. That's pretty that's I feel pretty like wrong. they're like, we need, to, we need to sacrifice him and then like have the joy of getting him back. Yeah. So that when we kill him again... It's easier somehow. Yeah, I don't know. It, that was a really strange I mean, choice. Are we done here? Are, is this a to be continued? Are we done here? Like, are we coming back? Is this kid? Like, I Season feel like two? the show is going to save this kid at some point. It has to. I, I would <laughs> right? imagine. I would imagine. So I wouldn't even be surprised if it happened this season. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't we be surprised if it happened next it. episode. Like, I like it felt like a to be continued in some ways. Perhaps. Um, just really quickly on the on the Mbenga thing is I for me making that the B plot is that for me that was the kind of boring bit for me mm-hmm. was instead of giving him an episode or giving him something it's like oh this species can just be super advanced with medicine therefore we'll time banger in that way like that didn't feel like it needed to necessarily be be the thing or be the plot it felt a little bit what's the b plot going to be this week oh it was either going to be hammer or Mbenga. <laughs> we still haven't like, seen Hammer. this is just use them? two episodes in a row without hammer today marks two weeks without any hammer time and i'm not impressed with it um yeah no you're you're absolutely right in in another one of my biggest issues with what they're doing with the embanga stuff is the fact that it's almost deus ex machina stuff like they're not even putting any mm. thought to so far at least how he's going to save her it's just oh we found a species that can save Technology. her yeah yay yeah. plot convenience and yes. this is if I had one big weakness with the show, and so far it's actually been a strength, I've just been kind of, it's been niggling at me a little bit, is the lack of um, any kind of intent on explaining anything. Like, yeah. the, the ex machinas and the wrap-ups of the episodes so far have consistently been, do it. Like, it's, mm-hmm. we found a thing, we found the formula, we found a maneuver, we found some science, and it's so tinily tinily explained and sometimes it's fine you don't need that massive explanation but at some point i do need a little bit of meat on the bone of how are we how are we doing this Mm -hmm. not just it's the future yeah yeah i think there's a difference for me between being able to like blink through and kind of yes whatever when it's science stuff that they just want to be like yep do it because i don't necessarily follow the conversations between Spock Mm. and Brilliant Child, for example. It's like, yeah, you know what? You guys just have your cool... Clearly, you guys are brilliant minds. Do your thing. Like, I don't need to understand... None of that made sense to you? You didn't immediately know what the subspace reconfigurement was? Or, like, when the little kid redoes a thing and makes cute, like, little hoops for the little... You know, that's that stuff I can be like, yeah, sure, it works, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't... I mean, if I was going to sin the show, I would try to maybe sit in that a little bit and ask some questions. But as as just a viewer, I don't. But this episode, I do want to sit in those moral conversations about killing children um, or a child specifically. And I do want to understand that because there is something really interesting about like the beginning of the show. They say something along the lines of we've put everything into this one because this is the chosen one. And then there's a sacrifice. And so like 
the other thing I think I didn't like about this is it had so many tells. Like you could see where this episode was going. It it was so heavy handed in every move it made that I wasn't surprised at any point by anything. And so far in the previous shows, there's been something else like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Or, oh, we moved that way faster than I thought. And this one was like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. The moment that she beamed on the ship, like yeah, she's evil. You know, like she's she's the bad guy. I just yeah. my note is literally obvious villain is obvious. Uh, yeah. yeah, she needed a mustache to twirl. So, so I I want uh, this one highlighted for me that I'm okay with going. Oh yeah, yada yada yada. This is just working, working. But there are some things that because of how I'm designed, I'm gonna mm. want to talk about more. And I think Aaron, that was you know to your point about. Yeah, but why does it have to be this way? And yeah. would, would did they think that the I, I feel like maybe the writers realize if we spend too much time in that area, our story could fall apart and we just don't need it to or they have more to, sh- to share with us. I think it's interesting that they have the society that has this really terrible thing that they do for the good of their people and that they're honoring it and that they're they're not avoiding it and that that's going to keep them separate from the federation and that they have this sect of people that have gone to create their own you know planet elsewhere because they don't agree that's all a really interesting uh story i think the most jarring part of it and the reason that this one just doesn't sit well with me is because of how it was so on the nose on things i didn't need to be surprised by that i was hoping to push into something a little bit more surprising and meaningful by the end and it's not that they didn't save the kid although that's surprising i wish that they would have um mm. but i just I, there just needed to be more <clears throat> in this for me to feel like it was an intellectual relationship with the show that i adore and I, again i felt like the axe was gonna fall that it, it it fell pretty hard on me for this one because of the kid he's so cute <laughs> now he's he all, so cute they'll save him they'll quickly, save him something uh, is it how, did they say how long this ritual lasts is it every year not to my knowledge i don't think no, they specified that, the, okay. the 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 remains of the previous ascended one didn't look much older than that kid so yeah. i don't think it's it might even be yearly like it's like every year they may have said at the beginning of the episode but it is like man probably at best five years maybe not even that it's basically um, like the idea that the human is the battery essentially yeah, there's essentially, something yeah, yeah has or to there's plug. something in the genetics of this child that only comes about mm. when it's needed i didn't get the impression i thought they picked a child and then made that child ready to be the batter like i didn't i didn't oh, get with you might implants be right. or something yeah, i didn't get, get the impression that it was like oh we Whoa. found one that has the right you know genes no, you're probably right you're probably right. it could be a combination really, too i don't know but. what's really messed up is that that implant that's in his brain like that just sustains his body for as long as possible right so it's he he wouldn't last as long that chip is just there to keep his body ticking over mm-hmm. and he's still in pain like it is it's, it's really really dark. dark but i kind of I, I kind of like that it went there and it did something a bit dark i kind of like that the kid wasn't immediately saved by pike to the rescue and overpowers everybody like i think that would have been that would have probably tipped me over to the edge of not liking it like i kind of like the ambiguously dark but ending. do you want pike to be this dumb like this is the thing. He's so dumb in this episode. Like, I like there's penis. <laughs> Isn't that the idea? Power the boners? idea. Yeah, there's is definitely power boners in. He has a crew of intelligent people that are doing all of the thinking <laughs> for him, and that is one of my other gripes with the show so far. Is that Pike is extremely charismatic, extremely righteous, 
but doesn't have to engage a single brain cell. <laughs> like, but we, we haven't seen that from him. Like, he makes the command decisions, but we haven't really seen him in, engage his own brain. But I'm just saying, like, Pike, whoever, like, at, like, how quickly, like, what small amount of the history of cults do you have to have when somebody says someone's going to ascend to know that that means they're going to die? Like, like, I, how, I, like, how, or how do you not the, see the, the virgin sacrifice coming a million miles away? Like, or, or yeah, science but... service sacrifice. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah, it's but right context, there. Yeah, that's a bit harsh. Like, context is really important. Like, no. Ascension can be a sense of the way the they're or saying it, to whatever. They're doing a ceremony. It is so clear. Like, yeah, all the signs are there. Like it's, mm. I mean, they're there just for the fact that it's we all super knew. There. Like, I it's mean, super well, I there. Didn't. not when, not just when they did like the ascension stuff. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. It might be like it's a reluctant king sort of oh. thing or reluctant prince. Oh no, no, no! Um, I thought it. Was I didn't all, get the sacrifice thing until the end. A mile yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm just yeah. too pure. Clearly, you guys are <laughs> twisted. <laughs> okay. Let's let's talk about stuff that we love. Danae, give me give you some stuff you liked about the episode. You know, I thought that um Pike, uh the actor, like just the expressions of Pike in this were really uh, fun Handsome to watch. Anderson. As much yeah. as there's things I didn't like about it, there's there's a lot that of course I love and it's going to come back to the things that I've mentioned every episode previous, but like in particular, uh, the slow zoom in on Pike's smirk when he sees the girl on board for the first time. <laughs> It's just that smirk says so much. I wrote down, yeah. row. I know that Ruh-roh. smile and I like it. Like, it's just, it <laughs> had that old school, oh, we're going to have Captain bang an alien in this episode because oh, you've got the beautiful woman appearing, you've got the history, you've got the the music that is like the um, very watered down harp porn mm. music that kind of comes yeah. in. Like The you doughy know, eyes. Yeah, when you hear it, you're like, uh huh. I know what uh-huh. they're doing. But he had a couple of um expressive acting moments in this. One was mm. the the initial smirk, and then whenever he's introducing number one <laughs> to this lady, um, just he kind of is like looking back and forth between them, and he swallows awkwardly. Um, mm. but it's all very subtle. And I think that yeah. there is something about the way that um is it Mount and and what's his name? Anson. Anson Mount. He he's done something with this character that I really appreciate. He's not over acting to the camera. He's just super in the moment. Mm. And I really enjoyed that. I, I found that to be kind of a fun little quirky thing. Like he has mm. a history here. This is awkward. But it's so subtle that if you're not watching him alone, you're gonna miss it. So I enjoyed yeah. That. One of my notes was Pike is so adorable when he's like embarrassed and and like flirting and stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's gold because you know I'm the captain and stuff. Um, it's just it was really relatable and it was very human and it kind of it almost reminded me of like when Picard would be very very awkward whenever like Deanna's mother tries to flirt with him and he just like turns into a rock like he does the opposite he just gets really stiff and really awkward and <laughs> it's even though like he's putting up a ton of walls it's the most emotional that you ever see Picard get because he's like nope I don't have a bald head people don't find that sexy stop it uh, uh, Aaron what did you love <laughs> uh I didn't love anything about this episode um oh. I I I continue, yeah, I continue to like the cast. I think today's right. I did note uh, Pike's reactions were 
pleasantly subtle and real and then authentic mm. but then she opened her mouth and i like found zero chemistry between the two of them and was like i don't understand his reactions now because <laughs> she is clearly a terrible person Evil. um but uh also her had a couple of those moments she giggled at one point mm. and i was like i like that that was fun that was cool um, yeah so yeah i continue to i continue to like this cast uh even on episodes where they're given very little to do mm. um fine then i'll just give you the list of stuff that i liked <laughs> um i really like the horror rotation thing i think it's really really clever like it is giving yeah. us a glimpse into other departments as well and giving her a pair up with different people. I don't think we got much new out of Laan Le- Le- from this episode. It's still the same stuff we've seen already. Harsh security um, um, chief is harsh. I don't know, but I feel like she did towards the end, and this is something that I noted as well, towards the end when she was backing her officers. But that's what we've seen in every episode so far. It is, she's really, really harsh. By the end of episode, she mellows and is nice. Like it's that that we kind of we're getting that one episode memory with Lauren, and it might just be how she is, I guess. But that's interesting. I don't. I didn't see it as her being nice. I saw it as her being like, "You did your job, and I'm backing you." But maybe I'm Mm. wrong. No, I I, no, I don't. I think both. I think both can be true. I just think she starts off at one extreme Mm -hmm. and then mellows by the end of the episode. Yeah, we're we're kind of seeing that that loop. Um, I am waiting for the Ortegas rotation, where it's where Uhura is just. With Ortegas, and I'm expecting like no lesson plan, no nothing, just like be at the gym and then turn up and then start flying the ship around. Who has what one line in this episode? Shut up! <laughs> I'm, no, totally agree. Use her more. Use her yeah. more. Um, uh, we got to see a little Enterprise tractor beam, which I think was the first mm. tractor beam that we've seen, and I very much liked that because yeah. gimme, 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 gimme. I, I had another one. It's not that I didn't like anything else. Mm, you don't it. have to feel like you just have to start, you know, keep going. If you want to, if you no, I, absolutely. Want you, I don't want no. you to feel alone, you know. <laughs> I'll just start talking about other Star Trek that, <laughs> yeah. that I like as well. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> there was this moment when they board the ship that they destroyed and mm. um, Uhura uh, reaches out to touch the panel and she gets in trouble. Um, I thought that was a really fun Mm. wink back to her touching the egg because oh yeah very true it's kind of like a little character quirk or something where you just like you haven't learned your lesson touchy yet. touchy touchy yeah and i thought that was kind of i thought that was kind of a, a clever thing if the first thing it made me remember it just made me remember the egg episode which was such a beautiful but she, but it's also a, beautiful it's episode. also a character trait she's she's a very organic person she you know mm-hmm. she doesn't want the google translate in her ear all the time she uh-huh. wants to actually learn the language she's very tactile uh, yeah. sensual she's very sensual in that way she's a sensual learner mm-hmm. so um so yeah it makes a lot of sense on a character level too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. although yeah, I, do I, love, love she... I do love that they just walk into the ship and are just traipsing around as if there are <laughs> no possible Man, risks this is... but... <laughs> I, will, I mean this is in this instance but mm-hmm. yeah i, I mean, got scan... so much in sense <laughs> oh, for that <laughs> scan for life signs you couldn't have done that from the ship right and you're already in the ship and it's now clear no it's not you're in there for 30 seconds <laughs> like it's no more clear than it was a minute ago anyway Things we like. Yes. So um, there was a tiny little touch that I really, really liked. And it was the, the pulsar was a pulsar. So the last shot of the show was Pike in his quarters mm-hmm. and the pulsar pulsing and spinning. And I just, oh, I love that so much. It was just I, I'm a not nice sure what you're talking about. Explain touch. to me what, what, what you mean the pulsar 
spinning. So the, the 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 planet orbits a pulsar, and it wasn't just when he's looking out the window. The the, the star space would sunset get, or whatever. Yeah, the star would get brighter, and then oh, I miss that dimmer, and then brighter, and then dimmer, and it was as the star rotated. Um, nice. so it was just yeah, it was a really really pretty touch instead of the traditional lens flare and right. like, yeah, dramatic sun sunset. Um, and I think the last big thing that I liked was the reverse prime directiving. Um, when Mbenga is talking about, hey, can we have this technology to cure my daughter? And he's just like, yep, yeah, no, <laughs> we don't share. You don't share either. So in your face. Mm-hmm. I just, I always like when that's, those are my favorite types of episodes, when that's thrown back in the, the in Starfleet's face, when, yeah, you're all high and mighty now until you want something. And then that, that can always, mm-hmm. that can create like proper yeah. dilemmas. But that didn't really go anywhere in this episode because he helps him anyway and yeah. has exactly the amount of like one of the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo were captured this episode <laughs> is how it felt mm-hmm. like you weren't going to get the cure because there's still the rest of the season to go how long wait we should save that for predictions never mind mm-hmm. write it down um, write it down don't forget okay, okay. write it down write it don't down. forget okay. it um any final thoughts what was your Danae? who was your mvp uh my mvp oh my gosh Aaron, do you know your MVP? You can go first. Hemmer. I, Hemmer was my MVP. Hemmer, he yeah, had to be too. doing yep. something cool uh, somewhere outside of this episode that beats anything in this episode. So <laughs> I'm going with Hemmer. Amazing. My, mine was Spock, just because I love Ethan Peck's voice. Um. Uh, so many characters given nothing to do in this episode. No, you don't have to have one. Yeah, I don't. I don't have one. Oh man, tough crowd, tough crowd this week. Okay, I think we're going to have some fun in engineering. So <laughs> with that, let's head over to Resistance's view time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Warning, warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, especially episode six of Star Trek <laughs> Strange New Worlds. He says reluctantly, Aaron, take us in. Well, let's, let's start here and let's be clear. This is the sixth episode of a season of a brand new show that had five, in my opinion, really good to great episodes. So let's, mm-hmm. let's yes. keep that in the back of our minds as i yes. list about 37 things that are terrible about <laughs> and this episode also, at least 33 percent of people actually enjoyed the episode sure, judging sure. by this sample that's size. right there you go <laughs> statistics yeah, yeah yes. that was a really good blanket statement um how many of your sins just are under the category of sacrificing children <laughs> 36 yeah um yeah that's uh that that's you i'll let you take that one i'll let uh, you take that one i you know i i guess i'll just start at the beginning with previously on continuing plot points um like oh, the, no. the the previously on in this is basically just reminding us of the two things that you know are going to be underlying threads and then just chewing at the back of my brain oh no here we go into the season it's going to be like every star trek property modern property ever and it's going to be all about this stuff and yeah do you think yeah. it's going to be like uh oba one star wars episode one where it spends five minutes just reminding us what happened in the movies <laughs> yeah. before the show began <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like that hey, yeah it saved us from watching the movies that's true that's true uh Danae. 
Um, there's just so many people touching things that they, they don't need to be touching when they go <laughs> and, they, and they beam into that alien ship to search for things. We're not just talking about Pike and Laura. We're no. talking about they touching other touch. things. Yes. They're uh-huh. adults. Yeah. They have, they have consent with each other unless she's got mind powers and is using something. I, I, which can do the touchy touchy. Uh, but in that, in that moment when they're all kind of like going through the ship, there's just so many times where it's just like touch, 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 touch. And the whole thing is like the, you're not supposed to touch things. You're supposed to investigate them with your tricorder. And then, and the very next thing Spock reaches down and he touches something. And then the lady reaches down and she touches something. So I think it'd be kind of fun in my mind. I, I don't I think it happens maybe three or four times where it's just like, stop touching things it's just stop ding touching ding things ding and just shows mm-hmm. each person yeah. like reaching mm-hmm. for something um, especially that neural yeah. implant thing i was like a you identified what that was very quickly and um, b <laughs> like don't touch it it's gonna like attach itself to you have you never played dnd <laughs> yeah it's like it's like what you did with the the i think this was you ian it's the boba fett episode where they said no quite you know we will be asking no questions and then we just did the bonus round of all the questions that immediately followed <laughs> yes. them saying no questions. Yeah, <laughs> thirty questions, very yeah. probing questions yeah. that were asked. Um, okay, for me, this was a very early sin, and it was Pike flirting with the the nice lady while there is a child bleeding on the transporter <laughs> pad. And then it takes like a full three minutes for the dad to say, "Can we get to sick pay, please?" Like right. he has a head wound, yeah. and Pike's just like, "Yeah, but boner." Yes. Yeah, 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 but I hit that 10 years ago and here <laughs> yeah, we are <laughs> again. <laughs> exactly. Oh dear, Aaron. Uh, I cannot. And thanks internet question mark. I cannot stop looking at Pike's Johnny Bravo hair now. Like it oh, is no! so like it I've is seen this so picture. distracting now. I can't stop looking at it. It's just so obvious and there and huge. And it's mm-hmm. just like I and what used to not even be in my mind is now yeah. like, are we doing like that old thing where they would have like plastic hair put on their head? You remember that this was like a, a thing in like some like uh, sitcoms and different things where they would actually wear like plastic hair anyways. So, oh, yeah, I'd probably so find a way to to send that. Yeah, but... Pike's Peak is it's, it's probably wild. the most heavily memed thing in the world. You see, they turned it into. The Paramount Mountain, uh-huh. and then put stars yes. over it. Deservedly <laughs> 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 so. Uh, oh man, it's beautiful though. Like he is a beautiful, uh, subjectively beautiful man with uh-huh. beautiful hair. Yeah, I love it. Agree. Uh, Danae. Um, I really, uh, I didn't mind some of the the planet. You know, visiting the planet, the alien planet, getting to see. You know how uh, very like medieval almost it appeared, and um. It's very, very technologically advanced, but yet looks very ancient and things like that. Mm. So I, I didn't mind that. Um, but there was a couple of the whole fight scene with the with the guards, you know, escaping mm. and stuff was eye rolling in a bad way for me. Sometimes it's fun to watch a fight scene, you know, go a weird way. They start this. this... Sorry. <laughs> My God, you too. <laughs> they start the fight scene off and the guard just takes his weapon and he turns and he shoots the guy and obliterates him. So now mm. we know this weapon and then they, they continue to shoot at him as he runs away. And then they get to this hedges uh, and he's running straight. But then mm-hmm, we go to mm-hmm. physical hand-to-hand combat. It's like he's literally on a hedge. He has nowhere to go. He's running. Straight. Just fucking shoot the guy. Is inexplicable. Mm-hmm. I so 
there's a lot about that scene that I would try to figure out how to succinctly sin because that's a mm. long sin. But my sin was he's just running to the hedge to shoot him. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of I don't know. That was very and then and then we get to the tackling well, you know part and then he just and he chucks his weapon off to the side so Pike can just tackle him, which is fucking yeah. dumb. And it, it all it all just felt very like a very forced old school mm. telegraphed. It went hand to hand for no sometimes, reason. Sometimes when you're in a combat situation like that, though, you have to hedge your bets. You know, you kind of have to. There we go. There we go. I'm going to jump off of that because um, I totally agree. And it just it infuriated me. Like, A, we've seen that these are vaporizy sticks and they're just getting fired. The ones that miss are just getting are fired off yeah. and landing where? <laughs> what are they going to hit? Um, and then just suddenly choosing to use it as a pugil stick instead of shooting it and pike charging him instead of shooting him it just it, it was like don't show us that it vaporizes people and then not use it to vaporize anybody it's baffling um my phaser is not set to stun well on the back of that it was like why isn't it set to stun? <laughs> right. do you not understand how stun works you don't have to kill him don't have to you kill him. Knock him out he That's probably stun. could answer a lot of questions about a lot of things but we're just gonna draw that whole thing out and why was he allowed to bring a phaser? Sure, he came as a friend, but certainly they're like, yeah, you don't yeah, need to have a phaser. Yeah, I wouldn't think the phaser would be allowed. Yeah. I also just don't... It's like, what is the point of the stun setting then? If saying it's not on mm-hmm. stun, that implies that if it was on stun, it, you don't need to worry about it. So why does it exist? Uh-huh. Is it really just to prank people? Is mm-hmm. it just to shoot the cat? Is that all we're doing here? <sighs> Aaron. Um, let's see. Is... Uh... The actor that played, um, I don't know, Princess Leia. I don't know, whoever the... The, <laughs> the kid? <laughs> no. The, the, the kid? Laura, is it, is the kid it, is Princess Leia. call her Lady. Lady Laura Lay or what? I don't know. Uh, yeah, Lady Lay. I don't know what the what the name of the, the character is. Anyway, is that actor a bad actor or is it just really poorly written like dialogue? Like it's so... Shakes. I didn't get either. Oh, okay. I was I was just like every facial expression, every sentence she said, I was rolling my eyes at. I was just like, this is really terrible. Man, my like my actor radar may just be way, way off. I didn't think um, she was that bad either. But I also okay. feel like Aaron was enraged. <laughs> yeah. You were probably triggered quite quite so, heavily. This is why um, but, by this episode. But this is why I phrased it as a question because I very much could be wrong about that. But it because there is this thing that she may be doing or the dialogue may be doing that is supposed to be Shakespearean in quality. And sometimes that's just a mm. little hard to make feel authentic. Sometimes that is just, it's difficult to pull off. And it just yeah, wasn't working in, for me. Speaking in grand metaphors and grand sentences, yeah. it's not conversational, is it? Yeah. But no, I get that. But I no, I didn't interpret it as bad, just different. Okay, well then, then that um, one doesn't very count, so I'll do a different one. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's how this works. Uh, I, I would definitely send, like, generic royal planet um, because mm. every sci-fi property ever has it's this, Naboo. Has, it's Naboo. It's Alderaan. Yeah, it's every 100%. royal planet yeah. ever that has been. It's yeah. It's Nabooderon or whatever we would want to call it. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely send that. Naboo Magellan. Yeah. Uh, also Magellan. That was weird. Who named it Magellan? And do they call it Magellan? <laughs> right. Because Magellan is our thing. Right. Like, do they also have a Magellan? Like that's strange. Um, I think it's over to you, Danae. Um, I would send. 
the moment when the security officer brings uh, contraband or whatever you want to call it, these data chips that she's not supposed mm, to have. Stolen evidence. Um, stolen evidence. And wants to just very casually sort of slide it over to Uhura. <laughs> Dump it on the cadet. In 10 forward. Like yeah. in where there's so many people around. As If this is supposed to be secret oh, and man. subtle, you're in the wrong place for that. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. It seemed like I'm like, is she, this isn't, I thought it was going to be another test, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, because like, it's you like, should this have is, reported me to security. Yeah. This is so obviously the wrong place. If this was an actual request, mm. you'd be like, hey, can you meet me in my quarters or something? You wouldn't oh, be yeah. like, it's left with a note in her quarters. Don't ask how I got yeah. into your room. Right. Like, I'm yeah. everywhere. Instead, yeah. she's like handing over a small laundry basket. <laughs> Of, yes. Uh, like, here you go, and a then she's Watergate just pulling tapes. them out. <laughs> it's the, it's the Watergate like, tape. This and the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, these are. I'm not supposed to have these. Oh, this God. part of a conspiracy. <laughs> I, was, I what I wrote down was lesson six says no way, no when to bend the rules, and I just wrote down how about lesson seven, know where to bend the rules. No where. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's so great. I need you to figure out how. Like, I need you to crack the code. Without putting it into so, the computer, which mm-hmm. just to note, her then puts them into the, <laughs> into computer, the computer later on. Like no one cares that they've been it, stolen. There are no ramifications. No, did no one think that maybe what was really happening here is that the security officer didn't want to be the one to get busted later? Because did you notice that she's like, yeah, you can report <laughs> to the <laughs> you captain. You tell the captain. <laughs> you take full credit for this. It's also a terrible lesson. Know when to bend yeah. the rules. It's like okay, so subjectively you just gave every uh-huh. single person the ability to go yeah. you you made it a lesson and i decided this was one of those times yeah uh-huh. it's also not a very long thing to do like she's right. so by yes. the book it's a it's an odd rule to have. that whole that um, whole zombie land lesson number you know whatever thing uh was really interesting oh, that, that needs that way. to stop yeah, yeah, and it, well, I think Star Trek actually started Did because, they? <laughs> yeah, well, the in fact, it's an episode we watched today. The game that visiting Ensign has the list of rules, and um, it's played by Ashley Judd, and she talks to the tells them all to Wesley. Nice, and she just has oh, like yeah. a rule that is so like fucking plot specific. It's unreal. It's like yeah. rule seventy two: never trust a Ferengi when they violate the warp core and put the ship on red alert. <laughs> that's that's like, well, very zombie land. Yeah, rule for this very specific situation. That's interesting. Oh, uh, dear. Yep. Yep. Um, I this was a big one for me. I always dial into the tech stuff. Um, like number one is trying desperately to get in touch with Pike and contact him, and they're worried. And he gets knocked out. Has a conversation flips open the communicator and says like now number one beam me up she should not have been waiting for a cue it's as soon as he is like reachable again Mm -hmm. it would have been like immediate energized because they don't know if he's knocked out dead in trouble etc i felt that strange too it should have been automated it it was like we were left to assume that they had a conversation but he's been knocked out we know they didn't like we know that, that they didn't because he was We've seen him from being unconscious to waking up. It was a up. really awkward choice. Yeah, it's very, it very strange. It would have been so much better. <laughs> okay, so imagine that they're arguing back and forth and then he's just beamed up mid-word. That yeah. would have been really funny. Put me down. Put me <laughs> back I want to go back and finish my argument. Gosh dang it. Uh, yeah, very, very true. Um, Aaron? Do you know the phrase, hanging a lantern? 
Do you, have, have you heard this phrase? Okay, no. so Is this about boogers? It sure is. No, it is not. So hanging a lantern is what happens in content when somebody knows that they have a plot hole or something that doesn't make sense, and they bring attention to it. So they hang a lantern on it and go, okay, mm-hmm. if we mention it, then other people can forgive us for it. Got it. This episode yeah. has one of the biggest hanging lanterns I've ever seen because it doesn't attempt to do anything other than just state the problem. Oh, boy. It, oh, no. it is when she says, so you're saying there's no way to contact the captain exactly when I need to contact the captain? <laughs> <laughs> That's all she says. And cut. And cut. <laughs> it's like, yes. And what? Scene. I thought that was going somewhere. <laughs> yes. Because it cuts to Spock and he's, and I, he, like, and he, his it's expression, like, I thought he was going to be like, no, you're right. Almost, I got this. Let me figure it out. It's almost crazy she didn't add conveniently for the plot uh like i mean it's so specifically directed uh, it's amazing i was expecting that to head towards yeah we've been sabotaged or there's a reason behind this but no you're right it just cuts <laughs> off it's just like it just cuts we can't you're... right now so what you're saying is at this specific <laughs> moment i need to talk to him for yes. some convenient reason i can't talk to him <laughs> oh my goodness Oh man, that's brilliant! Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. I don't think I—I I didn't think of it in that context. I just thought of it as strange. Yeah, um, that's so funny. Uh, Danae, um, I think I would try to figure out a way to. Uh, this sort of plays into what we're talking about with the way that the plot was very predictable for me. But they save the child, they return to the planet, and they're trying to build this tension in the background as well. Like, oh, now the dad slash doctor is finally revealing the secret. And it was just like, all of this should have been discussed before going back to the planet. Mm. There's obviously something going on. There's an assassination. The kid's been beamed off the ship, uh, potentially blown up. Something is going on, but let's just willy-nilly get him to the planet ASAP because Pike has a boner. That, yep. to me, was the biggest sin of this show is how quickly he decides to do something. They all agree because we've seen them disagree before. We've seen them be captain. I don't think this is right. And we've seen Captain, we've seen him just instantly stop and go, you know what? I don't, I'm not ready to make this decision yet or let's let's hear everyone's thoughts first. But because like our planet's going to be destroyed and everyone's going to die and this is a super quick thing, like, yep, we just need one minute. Let's let's figure this out, right? Like it, it I think we were supposed to understand that the planet is going to de- devolve, but because it didn't like tell us more than just someone saying mm. it, I don't believe that to mm-hmm. be true. I don't feel the weight of that decision. Anyway, all of this should have been discussed beforehand. So I think the simple sin would just be at, at one moment, kind of in that space, like this would have been information to have yesterday. yesterday. Like, so, uh, and perhaps the sin, honestly, is why would the dad not confide in them ASAP? Why would he not pull someone aside and just say, listen, my son's life is in danger. They're going to kill him. This is mm. what I'm like. Why would you not? If everything is if everything is at risk, why are you hiding it so intently? If you're hiding the kid on this ship, like it's just it's just nuts to me that I they mean, wouldn't. I- oh, I, I kind of kind of get because he's like super mistrusting. Like he has no reason to think that Starfleet won't just immediately say, oh, he's a traitor, let's fuck him up and give the kid back regardless. Like, we know Starfleet are the good guys, but he doesn't. As far as he knows, they're pretty much allies. But yeah, you're right. They should have had some I mean, discussion about it. I mean, you have nothing to lose. And yeah. you're, you know, you're in the circumstance. As soon as Lady has gone off that ship, that doctor mm. would have been like, I'm in fucking trouble. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's no, like, telepaths on board, are there? 
because they would have immediately figured out half of this. I don't think every <laughs> ship should have a telepath on board. Every it should just one be of like them. completely <laughs> standard. I don't know. Um, I've only got one more big one, and it's it's the man this extremely specific and targeted phaser attack that Cap- that Captain Pike orders on the enemy ship. <laughs> yeah, give it to the cadet who I have to speak through which buttons to press, and you're surprised she's she the communications person. Up. She's not even like the phaser chick, right? Like this that's is, not like her- she's on rotation. So oh, I just that's mean like. Right. Oh. When she's got training wheels on, don't put her down like a BMX ramp. <laughs> like she doesn't yeah. know what buttons to press. Yeah, oh, it was man. it was baffling to me. That was, like, was rough. Target practice, man. Like asteroids, how do they work? Like shoot them. Uh, I don't know why you're putting her in a live fire situation. Uh, let's go with this one. Uh, there's a moment in the episode where Pike says something about you know when somebody fires on a Federation ship, we have to you know do investigate whether or not mm. you know uh you give us permission to or whatever and then they say they're going to go to this like ship and explore and the lady's like i'm coming with you with or without your cooperation and i'm just like mm. so you're gonna jump like like how, <laughs> like, how? <laughs> are you gonna like, swim there are you gonna be <laughs> what is the like it's it's not like it's hard for them to keep you from going like you know they just <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, I had that similar thought, but I didn't write anything down. That is so funny because you're like, okay, cool. I mean, Good it, luck with that. It's also a, you know, it's a this works in as well. Like, uh, like they let her go too, which is so weird. It's almost like a little bit patronizing because yeah. the next shot is on Pike's face, and he does like this little smirk of, mm-hmm. "I respect your power, mm-hmm. and I am attracted mm-hmm. to you thusly." <laughs> yeah. Yes. Kind of like, we we shall let the we shall let the powerful woman do what she wants. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. boner. Yeah. Because boner. Mm-hmm. I think I only have one more, but I don't know if this is actually a sin, but there's a moment when she's investigating coins and such. And um, when she saw the coin, one side was defaced. Oh, so this, this bug. Yes. Yeah. But then when she's investigating everybody's necklaces, she's not looking at both sides. No, she's looking at the side, side that would not be defaced. And the only thing that gives her a clue is that the container around the coin looks like it might be damaged a little bit. But that whole thing to me was strange. Like, if she's not looking at both sides of the coin, then how does she know that one side is legit and the other side is defaced? Well, can we, um, and I, the fact that she only sees that like the case is broken suggests that he removed it, defaced it, and then got a new one and put it back in. <laughs> and I'm like, what it, is the cause and effect? And here? how did was he on the ship? Or was it his coin? Because like, shouldn't oh, because they beamed off the ship. That's how. Okay, okay, okay. I I was trying to figure out like how like he survived the ship thing, but they. They said they'd be. Well, off, I think the yeah. idea is that I think the idea is that there may have been more than one too, and that the the guards mm. that there are a few guards that have you know done this. Yeah, I I just for me I think the show is is indicating that the other side would have been defaced, right? And that's why he didn't show it to her is because it, it yeah would, okay right. So so yeah, my I think question, so. so my question is in, in movies and shows do this all the time, and maybe there is a part of human nature that that is like this, and maybe I'm just too duplicitous too duplicitous to understand, but. Just wear a regular coin. Like you can deface the one you have at home. You yes. know what I mean? Like what is? Yeah, like yeah. why would why you we wear around this? your neck an advertisement yeah. that you are not who you claim to be? Like I'm the bad guy. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very Billie Eilish. Duh. Um. So. Duh. Yeah. Uh. Danae? I don't. I mean, if I have one more, it would be Star Trek Bingo. Um. And so we finally have our uh Pike Bones and Alien. So I feel Yay. like. 
I feel yeah. like if there's some, if we were ever going to play Star Trek bingo, mm-hmm. um, we could create a bingo card that would have that on there. And then mm. we could just like pull the visual of the bingo card up on the screen and then put the little stamp on there because nice. we hit Boom. our bingo. So by the end of the season, we would hope that all of the bingo card would be filled up. That'd be nice. kind of a fun play on um, how we sometimes will play bingo, send bingo with uh, the shows that we send. Which I think we started, do we start that on the CW, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we called it Shirt Show Bingo or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was definitely on CW. Uh, let's see. I, I mentioned a lot. Like, I just have written down, I am so bored. I would probably send that at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's... I think I did briefly mention that I didn't feel the chemistry between the two of them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so that would probably be send. Uh, not seeing the sacrificial virgin thing coming, uh, I would probably send. Um, oh, this is one we haven't talked about. Um, so the there's this moment where they are in conversation with um, the doctor that's watching over the boy, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, Pike asks him, you know, some question that's finally getting to the root of it all, and it pauses mm-hmm. as if he's about to tell them the truth, right? Right in this moment where he's about to say. This is what's going on. Spock mm. literally comes over the comms with "You better come take a look at this." I know. Like, it is. You better come take a look at this. <laughs> it's not just a "You better come take a look at this" cliche. Uh-huh. It's it interrupts. it interrupts the exact moment. Like, can Pike not go? Hey, yeah, Spock, just give me one second. I think he's actually going to tell us like everything <laughs> yes. that's going you on. <laughs> you say, were about sir? to say, sir. Walk with oh, me. Walk man. with me and tell me what yeah, you're talking about. We we have a lot to cover. Oh, come man. on, let's let's and go the, together. The gratuitous, oh, you dragged me down here for this? Like, you know it's important. <laughs> it's fucking Spock. He didn't drag you down here for a cup of tea. Uh, uh, uh. And then um, the other one was also with the Doctor of the Boy, where the boy's uh, been playing with a Transporter Girl. Um, and <laughs> yes. and then Mbenga goes in there, and they have a full conversation. And then, like, eight minutes later, the Doctor comes in, and he's like, hey, I heard some noises. What's going on? Oh, you mean the boy you've been here to watch the entire time? That you're super concerned about his life? You just let him wander into another room and hang out for about eight minutes? Like, just play with a, a matter transportation device. That's fine. What could possibly go uh, wrong? It was like, oh, I've chosen this moment uh, to regain my consciousness about where the child I'm supposed to be protecting is. Um, uh-huh. And I think the, the little defense that the boy gave was, I was getting a midnight snack so i think uh-huh. we're supposed to assume yes. that he was asleep fair enough uh and then uh boy there were a lot of candles in that love making scene yes uh, there was. and and yes. and it not only candles but lots of atmosphere and i'm just thinking so like, much atmosphere you guys were making out right and what you mm-hmm. did was you went back to whoever's place and then you mm-hmm. set it all up and got all the atmosphere right and then started uh back in on, oh, the, she was on ready. the process she was ready right yeah she, so. she had that room ready to go she had a hand <laughs> uh-huh. servant do fair that enough stuff. fair enough yeah without fair it might be Perhaps that entire room looked like an IKEA catalog. It really like, did. I looked. At, I was like naming <laughs> all of like the lamps, and everything, the room man. divider, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the little like fro rug that's on there, as like well. the '70s circular lamps <laughs> that are coming back yes. in now. <laughs> yeah, that was so great. Uh, that was definitely that. And just to cleanse my palate from all the the sins, I will mention something that I did like that I didn't get that I uh, forgot to mention before. Um, okay, and on a positive, I love it when people use words that aren't in you know, a lot of usage um, because I, I, I find that educational. And uh, the doctor calls their 
hospital room an abattoir. And I just thought that oh, was, nice. I thought that was really yes. beautiful. He's like, you know, consistent mm. the state of this abattoir or whatever. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's beautiful. An abattoir is a butcher shop, uh, which is mm-hmm. like where they cut meat and stuff. And so I was just like, oh, that, and it makes perfect sense. Um, so yeah, I, this is where we put the meat sacks. Yeah, it's just exactly. Not, yeah. <laughs> Enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Um, okay. Well, I mean, did you want to talk any more about the child sacrifice and how... <laughs> Like, because we didn't actually mention it as a sin. I feel just... like we covered it pretty well. Yeah. I, th- for okay. me, I would have focused in on on the word ascent. Like, it's just one of those <laughs> words that cults use. It's like we're going to like from what what was the Haley's Bop cult back in my childhood? Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, we will yeah. all ascend and ascent. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's such a culty word. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's where I would have focused. Yeah, no like... one stops to ask questions. When Ever. there's convert time for no, this is just like a, oh cool you're gonna ascend that's awesome. Um, when are we gonna have sex? That's that's yes. pretty much the whole thing. It's he <laughs> he's not interested in like she's she's like talking about her culture and there's so much time to to specify those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but no 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 it's we want to I want to get to the. I want to get to the bedroom with you. And I yeah. love the fact that she genuinely thinks he's going to be cool with the child murder thing. Like she, like she's genuinely heartbroken. <sighs> she's like, I yeah. brought you into our world to see the child murder. How can you leave me? Yeah. Why can't you hear, be here and endorse this? Yeah. Um, it's, it's the typical, we will not interfere and we will not violate your culture, but I will violate you. <laughs> like here's, I have no issue doing that. Here's like, maybe the sin here is like, let's think of the better plan. If you wanted to get Pike to be on board, like, <laughs> hey, we live in a society that is suspended above death. Uh, we have an entire network underneath it that if it fails, we all die. Mm-hmm, you want to mm-hmm. hang out with us? No, not really. What's the plan? Okay. Okay. Go with me here. <laughs> <laughs> we super 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 know that this is fucked up <laughs> so the way let me that finish. we're let me finish <laughs> the way that we kind of counteract that level of fucked upness is by mm-hmm. honoring him yeah mm-hmm. him or her let me specify that him or her is also a child um mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like i'm being specific let, you know let me show you this chamber <laughs> Let yeah. me go show you this tortured child that we're going to pop out of the battery machine in a couple days. Mm-hmm. It's real, real important. We do a quick switcheroo anyway. Don't get mm-hmm. too attached to the kid. You know, it's kind look, of our like thing. The, the, Gorn, the Gorn have like, they, they have sacks where they like, they, they kidnap people and feed off of them. We're not as bad as the Gorn. <laughs> like, right. They're really fucked yeah. up. What yeah. we're doing is fine. We also, just sacrifice one kid a year. Let me just remind you that your society has hungry, desperate children too. Uh-huh. Okay, ours what, is loved and cared for and tortured mm-hmm. for an entire year without, uh, you know, any break. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's awful. Mm-hmm. But we love this planet and we want to stay here because we're technologically advanced. And also, did I mention we float? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I that's honestly cool. don't know why they didn't just move to a different planet. That's so true. Like, Blowing what? What would stop them? I, I mean. They're spacefaring. They have the technology. They, they can have another relocate. planet where a lot of them live that don't agree with yes. this. Like this is not. It already exists. <laughs> that that icy planet, which isn't very nice, admittedly, it's as if that's the only option. Uh-huh. I don't get why, it. Why I don't go get to it. the extreme opposite? For fuck's sake! Yeah. Come on. You, okay. No, we're gonna do lava on this one and yeah. ice on this one. Uh-huh. Find another oh, way. Man. Join the hey Federation. Listen, we need help to get out of here because 
We literally live on the screams of a child for 365 <laughs> yes. days. It's terrifying. <laughs> but it's not really hurting our conscience because we honor him. So it's yes. cool. Anyway, you want to come live with me? Also great sex. Yes. <laughs> you know, we don't know that. I don't feel like there was enough information. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> they seemed pretty happy I'm just afterwards. asking for it to be a little more clear. That's all. I'm just asking for shows he to be a little more clear. He was laying down, super relaxed. They were laughing and chilling. Voice, if he had yes, had a bad yeah. time, he would no, have been right. out of there pretty quick, the, I'm pretty sure. Post, post-coital uh, conversation did seem pretty, pretty nice. So. It was nice. It was nice. Okay, man, after that battering let's head over to the final stop which is the captain's ready room welcome to the captain's ready room where we hear our predictions for the rest of the season and bask in our time crystal like glory if any of them have come true i think last week i said something about kirk coming back and he did makes a return another like every character this like pops in like hey i got my line and then leaves hello I'm conflict adverse. Goodbye. Um, yeah, all right, Aaron. You said you had a you had a prediction. Oh no, I was just going to ask. How long something? do we think before the daughter's cured? Does it happen in the finale? Does uh, it happen yeah, before end of the, the finale? I think end of the season. You think this we'll is this season's big wrap up is daughter gets cured and out of teleportation? Yeah, I think so. I also predict that we're going to have a cliffhanger. I, I I think considering we don't have the theme that needs to be wrapped up, I think we will end on a big book for season two how about this prediction that goes along with uh my very first prediction uh, about this that this daughter storyline is going to have a sacrifice to it uh the daughter Ooh, yes. the daughter yes. ends up as the eternal oh, no. supporter of this planet uh and is able to keep it going and uh oh. because she's been in the teleporter or whatever that she has some sort of you know ability oh. to you know they won't have to replace interesting um the child uh, oh, I like that. It's just a Gorn. <laughs> you just put the Gorn just put in a there. Gorn kid. Oh man, a, that would be really cool, wouldn't it? Or whatever they're called. Good Gorn, Gorn, um, Gorn. I can't think of anything better than Gornling. That's so annoying. <laughs> I really just like that you just keep saying Gorn over and Gorn, over again. Gorn, 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 Gorn. Gorn? I just keep thinking they're going to tie things together. I just keep thinking that, you know, one thing's going to have to do with the other and that we'll be able to save this child, but that Mbenga will have to realize that there isn't really a way to save his daughter, but that his daughter's life can mean something if it's in this like machine or whatever and, you know, saving the civilization from having to do child sacrifice every mm. year. Um, but, no, that makes sense. But it's just, <laughs> that'll never happen. But it's just one of those things that did pop into my brain. It would be beautiful, but uh, I mean... There's, there's got to be something to it, hasn't there? Um, so next week's episode is called The Serene Squall. S-Q-U-A-L-L. Which is um, uh, like a big wave, right? Or a big storm. It's a big storm. A squall, is it? Yeah, I oh, think squall maybe it is. is like a big storm. Oh, that's yeah. a bit of like an oxymoronic mm-hmm. uh, yeah. title then. So you can't have it's like a the eye of the squall. storm. It's another way to like maybe say like the eye of the storm, that kind of thing. Cool. Okay, well, that doesn't really help us decide what's going to happen next week. <laughs> but you're plumping for a Save the Kid sequel. I, I, f- it ha- I don't know if it happens this year, but I feel like it I feel like it does. But I I feel like the Pike stuff is going to go a long time. Like, that's going to just yeah, be no, no, no. It has to. lingering there for a while. So I feel like this yeah. season, if it is doing one of those overarching, let's finish this story, it has to be M'Benga's daughter. Like, that, that, just, that has to be it. We've gotten several mm-hmm. peeks into it. 
And I just feel like we're going, some of these pieces are going to come back together. I also feel like we have to see the Gorn again, right? Like they, you know. Oh, without a doubt. So Without a doubt. Okay. Well, as always, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and ending this pod is something I'm obliged to do, both by Federation law <laughs> and my own conscience. So it's goodbye from me. Uh, it's Science Service and Ski Daddle from me. <laughs> and it's I'll be over here hopscotching with my noble gases uh, from me. <laughs> nice. And as always, live long and pod spot. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Um, Danae, would, are we mentioning your sickness or are we glossing over I, it? I don't think you can avoid it. Okay, <laughs> People it's gonna are going to be like, mm, <laughs> what the absolute fuck is happening with Danae? Wow. <clears throat> Why does she sound so husky and um, seductive? I yes. don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. Say, where, where are you, are you going, going, Ian? Ian? Where, where are you going, Abandonship? buddy? All hands, abandonship. <laughs> I don't want to make the captain mad. That is not possible. You couldn't make me mad. The Enterprise sucks. Oh! Wow. I was teasing. It was a joke. Wow. That was a joke. It was just to get a reaction. <clears throat> so. Yeah, consider me reacted. Oh, no. Done. <laughs> I take it back. Did you say Enterprise? Like the show Enterprise? Is it Enterprise? Now, which one? The ship. No, yeah, but which oh. Enterprise? Yeah, I was just in general. All of them? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was joking, remember? <laughs> I was joking. Oh. <laughs> That's my like my sad red alert. Like something really horrible happens on the yeah, ship. I'll just I'll break this oh, right now. Dad, and, and... What are you doing? <laughs> it's already janky. <laughs> this thing makes me so happy. <laughs> it is the it is the it is the blobfish. Of Star Trek oh, ships. Oh no! <laughs> so what Danae is holding up? <laughs> You're not wrong. It's the blobfish. It's beautiful. What Danae is holding up is my little clay Enterprise that I made. <clears throat> when everybody else was making tortoises, I made an Enterprise, and it has a wonkiness mm -hmm. out. And it is beautiful. Damn it! Yes, it is beautiful like a French bulldog. Oh! I got batteries in my phaser. Oh, nice. So, oh, it's important. Yeah, I think so. No, you always need uh, fresh batteries in your personal devices at all times. You had to make it weird. Because <laughs> me zapping you with judgment. But is it giving you pleasure every time you push the button? Because it seems to be. <laughs> I was just gonna ask you if batteries are like standard issue for um, phasers or not. Um, I I think they go into is that like how little... they operate. I think they're going to like a charging dock. Okay. So they are yeah. battery operated. I... They don't have wireless electricity in the Star Trek universe? Oh, no, of course they do. Yeah. Because <laughs> in that case, they'd just be charging All the time. constantly Always. as long as yeah. they were within. Yeah. How... yeah. It, the, the docking stations may be for like routine maintenance to make sure that they're all functional. Yeah, and to keep them somewhere locked and safe. Right. <laughs> because right. you don't want your... Unless you're Riker and then you just chuck a phaser at Beverly... When she like she just happens to have one on the side. Did we watch that episode today? No, no, but they chucked they chucked phasers and I think what was it, episode two or something of Strange New yeah. Worlds, and you're like, Why are we throwing phasers? Why are we throwing phasers? There is an episode where Beverly Oh, they're talking about who's gonna babysit Data's cat's spot. And Riker's like, I don't want to do it, so you can do it. 
And as Riker leaves sickbay, there just so happens to be a phaser by the door that he picks up and throws at her and says, here, you're going to need this. And I was like, why are you throwing phasers? And why was it there to begin with in sickbay? And also a cat? Why would you need a phaser for a cat? You've never owned a cat, have you, Danae? (laughs) (laughs) Just a little stun. It's like a spray bottle. Yes. It's like the Star Trek yes. version of a spray no. bottle. That's all it is. Stunning beam. someone is very different than just set <laughs> set phasers to spray. You know, yes. like it's it's one of the same. If you need them neutered, set phasers to spray. Exactly. Wow. I'm still blown away by the fact that phones don't have auxiliary inputs anymore. I know. I can't just fumble around and put a cord in. I went to go get my earbuds that plug in, and I thought, oh my god, I can't do that anymore. No, you have to have wireless. Meanwhile, I'm over here begging medical science to figure out biological implants so that I can just have speakers in my ear that connect. The absolute at all times. opposite extreme. <laughs> what if like they just stop connecting and then you have to like go in for surgery and have new ones put in because inevitably they will stop working. You said you say inevitably it'll just stop working and malfunction to the guy that has a device on his heart <laughs> that can control the beats per yeah. minute okay, uh, that's fair. that it does yeah. that has a 15 year battery. Yep, yeah, that's fair. Hey, speaking of your speaking of Mr. Dicer, um yeah. how how did your doctor's appointment go, which is one of my favorite great. things that you do? Which is when you go <laughs> and you spend like a half of a day yep. sitting with elderlies. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh no, you like by far the youngest person there. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh by no. twenty years. Oh, by no. twenty years. Yeah, everybody else everybody else in there is yeah, high sixties, seventies, eighties. Um oh. and I go in and I just sit there and I wait. I try to, you know, get whatever work I can get done on my phone or, you know, uh listen to podcasts and then uh yeah, then I go back there and they're like yeah, you're really healthy. Uh, so we'll see you in six months. Nice. Great. <laughs> that's like that's the whole thing. And well. it's just like, yep, yep. Still haven't still haven't figured out your, you know, genetic thing why your heart stops, but uh, you're still here. But everything looks good. Heart's beating well, you know, great blood pressure. Every, everything's good. The weirdest part of those uh, things that they have to do every single time, every six months, is when they test the device and they will speed up my heart. So you're just sitting there, no, and then all of a sudden your heart is going twice as Wait, fast they, as it usually does. So they manually just twist the dial, oh, man. No. Yeah, they... <laughs> no, 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 no! Somebody has control of your is... heart. They're just like, uh huh, uh-huh. yep. no, they don't. Yep. Not only that, but like a phone call away, he could call his doctor and be like, "Hey, and he could just be like, and it's just. No, that's messed that's up. Not, I don't think I don't know that that's okay. true. Oh, okay. I don't know that that's true. Okay, he'd have um, to get in but... his car and he'd have to be in closer proximity with his little device. <laughs> Correct. They have they have a a connector device. Okay. Like a proprietary connector device that has to be used oh, yeah. to connect they, it to. A... They tell you that. They tell you it has to be within <laughs> a certain distance. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, that is the freakiest part because you're just sitting there. You're not doing anything yeah, no shit. and your heart is just sending so much blood through your body and you can feel it like your extremities get warm and you can feel like how your heart's beating faster. It's, you know how, it is, it you is know a how wild they test thing. cars when they make a car and they'll put it on like, <laughs> like a little a thing and they'll just rev it up. It's basically that with doctors and nurses sitting by going and we're clear. Interesting. They're just revving your engine, little oil change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm having the same yeah. thing, you know, because I I, ha- I have COVID, 
So I walked in this room and I just sat down and my heart rate's just crazy right now. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody has your little button as well and they're just turning it up. It's a fucking virus, man. The virus is in there like, yeah, let's take this thing for a ride. How's your taste? Like in general, like in clothing. Is it coming back at all yet? I feel like I have good yes. taste in clothing. In your taste in film. Yes. Um, questionable. I think people would question my taste in film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like today, yeah, today yeah. I almost impulsively decided to watch The Lost City. No, no it's watch good. The Lost City. You'll you'll actually enjoy that. I think yeah. that's really fun. Because yeah. I fucking love Sandra Bullock. Oh, then you're gonna have yeah. such a blast. She's one of my yeah. favorites. She and yeah. Tom Hanks yeah. can like almost do no wrong for me. Mm, right. Have they been right. in a film together? <clears throat> Ooh, as a test, Danae, have Tom Hanks and Sandra Funnily Bullock, enough, two favorites. that was not that aimed are... at Danae. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Ambassador. Um, my sense of taste is, so it was gone for about 10 hours, and then as of this morning, I can taste things, Yay! but not as intensely. Yeah, my, <laughs> my symptoms were, I think, upon reflection, not that bad. Um, Good. Especially compared to stories I've heard. Um, I, I know mm-hmm. several people personally who like essentially needed to be hospitalized and couldn't be because the hospitals are still very full. So my mom, she was demanding that I, you know, go to the hospital and go see a doctor. <laughs> and I, I, I'm just thinking like she was so worried for me, but yeah, it was because I wasn't communicating because I was so tired. So I just like I was trying to send out mental messages like I'm fine, mother. I'm fine. Just let me rest. She actually cursed at me. <gasps> oh my! I know. Wh- she which was, one? She which, said, which "Ass." Whoa. Whoa, Nelly. As in, stop being or no? She you said, are a? "Get your ass to the hospital." Oh. That's what she said. Oh. <clears throat> so I don't. I I I don't know why it was that serious for her when she also has it and is worse. <laughs> Oh no! This is the first time I've had coffee. Um, I think that's probably a bad idea considering my heart rate's already pretty high. That's fair. So I think I'm gonna slow down on that. But I'm like, I'm really tired, so I thought caffeine would be helpful. We'll see. I can't believe it's your first. I see you drink. I thought I saw you drink it like every week, all the time. No, I mean since I've been sick. No, I know. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't that, funny. I, made you I just so just funny. watched it. I just watched it just fly right over her head. That wasn't funny at all. Since I click on so much stuff, Star Trek now, I get inundated with Star Trek news yes, being sent to me. Which cultivating is... the correct feed. Well done. <laughs> I already had a lot of space stuff. Co- I send Ian random facts about space oh, I love all it. the time. It's the best. Um, mm-hmm. Just things I find really fascinating. But uh, there was a clickbait one about Uhura, right? Where she had said something mm-hmm. and it was so infuriating oh, because it was... Man. It was meant to make us feel like she was accusing the writers of reading her journal without her permission to get Mm -hmm. inspiration for the show. But what it actually was, was her saying like, this, this stuff is so fun to act out. It's as if they were reading my own journal. I can relate to the character. Mm -hmm. And it's just the way that they twist that shit is so nasty. It would be it's like horrible. if she said, this this character is so me, it's like they're reading my mind. And then the article was like, you know, actor accuses staff of being mind readers. And having, yeah. The headline was literally, um, like, actor that plays Ahura accuses writers of breaching her privacy. That's like, what it was, yeah. Are you kidding? There was inflammatory, and then there's just lying. Oh, I'm not even so gonna. I'm not I... even going to name the website that published the article, but... Oh, no, they don't give them any answers. It infuriated no. me. Um, because that's why they do it. Mm-hmm. Well, that is why they do because it. Because this asshole clicked on it. 
and then just got really angry about it and then told 10 mm -hmm. other people that also clicked yep. on it. And yep. I swear to God, we're going to get to Star Trek in a second, but I do want to say I've started doing something with Twitter and with my feeds as well. If I find a site that does shit like that, I mm. say I'm not interested in this ad. Mm -hmm. I started doing it with a game in particular. There's this one game and it's all about making an ugly girl beautiful. She has a boyfriend, but then he kisses another girl and then she falls in a mud puddle and she gets out of the mud puddle. She's covered in mud. She's got hairy armpits and a unibrow and all this stuff. And the whole game is about making her beautiful. And so like you shave her eyebrows and you shave her body hair and you clean her up and you give her makeup and everything and then she can get her guy back. I'm not fucking kidding oh, you. This is the man, games that they have. And they target women and they target little girls as mm. well. Iris is already getting targets on her video games for stuff that's kind of similar like this. Ugh. Like it's like grooming them towards this type of thing. I am so, I used to just be like, whatever, whatever, it's a whatever. Really, really weird pun, grooming <laughs> them. Yes, uh, it is. Well, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> the shuttle blew up, Ian. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it did. We're killing kids on the show. Has anyone ever done a mashup of Star Wars and Star Trek themes? Oh, I'm, I guarantee it has to I'm have happened, sure. right? There has to be. Yeah. There's no way that hasn't happened. Captain's Pod, Stardate 31, 36.22.1. Welcome aboard to start. No, shit, because we're early. Captain's Pod, Stardate 30. <laughs> um, are we ready? Let's do it. This is a part of the show. No, it's not, though, is it? <laughs> this is a story all about how. About how. My transporter daughter got turned inside out oh, oh no. shit wow. what are we doing to oh, no. children this episode my god wow um i'm just really i'm gonna vamp for a second because i'm trying to find the title episode uh is it gorn forever <laughs> gorn but not forgotten gorn, <laughs> gorn, in, gorn in 60 seconds nice <laughs> 